is The Issue Window with Albie and Brittany. We are airing out the laundry to clean your soul. Just kidding. You're going to leave with more stains than when you entered. Listen at your own risk. Good morning and welcome to episode nine of The Issue Window. I'm Brittany and we have Albie here. Good morning, Albie. Good morning. <laughs> and we have somehow convinced Tim Gallo to become a regular Friday guest on the podcast. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. He has nothing better to do. <laughs> well, good thing he doesn't have anything better to do because we've talked him into semi-permanently joining us on here. So glad to have him. Well, glad to be here. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Allie, do you want to play our new top 16 game with Tim first? Sure. Why not? Okay. So Tim, to celebrate the Sweet 16, we're going to be doing bracket challenges for all different kinds of food and potentially restaurants and beverages uh, for probably the next week or two or until we get tired of it. (laughs) So. All right. Our category today is going to be chips. So, Tim, you're going to uh, rank these chip pairings until we have bracketed it down to the best chip flavor. Okay. Okay. Well, going into this, Doritos Cool Ranch or Doritos Nacho Cheese? Doritos Nacho Cheese. Oh, I don't know. Cool Ranch is pretty good. (laughs) I'm out of this one. <laughs> Nacho cheese is such a classic flavor. <laughs> cool Ranch is the classic, too. Cool Ranch might have been released the same time as Nacho Cheese. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is your bracket challenge. You you do whatever you want, Tim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Ruffles Plain or Lay's Plain? Ruffles Plain. Yeah. It's a better dipper. <laughs> it is a better dipper. Okay, uh, kettle chips, uh, dill pickle flavor, or kettle chips, salt and vinegar flavor? Salt and vinegar, baby. Woohoo! Everybody likes salt and vinegar. I don't know. I'm not a big salt and vinegar fan. Uh, dill pickle, though? I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yes. Oh, pickles are classic. Pickles are yucky. Oh, how can you not like pickles? No, I... They're nasty. Because they're nasty. Oh, they are nasty. I can't agree. I No. People love pickles. Not these two people. (laughs) Okay. How about Pringles pizza flavor versus Pringles cheddar cheese flavor? Pringles cheddar cheese. Oh, come on. (laughs) Pizza's the classic on that one. Okay, okay. Lay's sour cream and onion versus Lay's cheddar sour cream. Oh, cheddar sour cream (laughs) all day, every day. (laughs) My go-to chip back in the day. They did have a lot of flavor. Yes. Okay, how about Ruffles barbecue versus Cheetos? Ooh. Um, I'm going to have to go Cheetos. That's a tough one. That was a tough matchup. Yeah, that was a tough one. Okay, how about Fritos versus Funyuns? Oh, I'd say go Fritos. I think Fritos might be the best dipping chip. You got to get the scoops, though. Oh, that's true. 
Sun Chips Garden Salsa versus Sun Chips Harvest Cheddar? Uh, I'd say Garden Salsa. It's like the only Sun Chip I can't eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. For the second round, we have Doritos Nacho Cheese versus Ruffles Plain. Um, I'm going to have to go with nachos. Okay. Doritos. How about kettle chips, salt, and vinegar versus cheddar cheese Pringles? I'm going to go with uh, kettle, salt, and vinegar. How about, let's see here. On the other side, we have Lay's cheddar sour cream versus Cheetos. Lay's sour cream. Oh, poor Cheetos. Lost to a good chip. <laughs> okay, and then uh, Fritos versus Garden Salsa Sun Chips. Fritos. Fritos. Okay. Albie has no way in on this. He's like, I don't like chips. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then third round, we have Nacho Cheese Doritos versus Kettle Chips Salt and Vinegar. Nacho Cheese Doritos. Nacho cheese wins on the left side. And then on the right, we have Lay's Cheddar Sour Cream or Fritos. Cheddar Sour Cream. It's a tough one. Oh, I know. <laughs> For the, the championship, we have Doritos Nacho Cheese versus another staple classic, Lay's Cheddar and Sour Cream. Lay's Cheddar Sour Cream. Ooh. That might be one of my favorites, too. Oh, my gosh. I think it definitely is one of my favorites and might be my all-time favorite, too. That's tough. That's a tough one. Allie, what's your favorite chip? Chips Ahoy. Um, yeah. Chips Ahoy. <laughs> Chocolate chips. Chocolate chips. Chips Ahoy. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen you eat a chip. <laughs> I'm not a fan of chips. They're okay at best. Oh, no. But they, they do nothing for me. Chips are the ultimate. Uh, they used to be. Now, I can do cookies all day long. <laughs> but chips, no. Don't do a thing for me. <laughs> I could kill a whole bag in one trip. Me too. I haven't had a chip in a long time. When, the, when those Loft House cookies first came out, the first time I found those Loft House cookies, I got them. Oh, yeah. I polished off the whole thing in one night. <laughs> Lofthouse isn't even that good, Alby. It's, it's not even the king of cookies. Well, they're not bad for bought cookies. I mean, homemade cookies are the best, big, you know, regardless. But in house, remember we was in Puerto Rico and I found they had cameos. The only place you can buy cameos in the world now is Puerto Rico. I don't think so. I don't know if that's an accurate statement. That is an accurate statement. They only sell them in Puerto Rico now. Really? Like you looked that up? Yes. I have looked that up. I've looked that up. Hell yeah, I've looked that up. <laughs> Ali's very serious about his cookies. Oh, yes. I know my cookies. And then the first time I found, um, whatchamacallit cookies, um... Selma's. Selma's. Oh, the first time I have... Me and Jimmy and Max in, in a mall in, in Orlando, and we see the Selma's cookies, and I'm starving, and I get three of the things, and I polish off two of them like nothing. And each one of those cookies are 500 calories apiece. Oh, they were so good. I walked to the Vegas store to pick up some fresh cookies when I was in Vegas one time. It, it was it was an easily 45-minute walk out to the place. Got my cookies and walked back to the hotel. 
and I was fine. You're a dedicated cookie. I am. Uh, LV, this week we're talking about keeping morale up in the equipment room, how it's like a, you know, a family nature there. Uh, I know you guys have started kind of the tradition of like the potluck during the football season. Why don't you kind of tell me how you started doing that and um, how they came to be? Well, I mean, we keep morale up by, we used to have a, we used to have a cage in the back. We used to cage kid, bad kids up in. So that sort of kept them around good. <laughs> but then we had to get rid of that. ASPA, you know, those, those PETA people had a problem with us locking kids in cages. I don't know. It worked good for a while. Tim knows what I'm talking about. That was left over from your first time. Exactly. And so actually our, our old boss, Carmen Cassis, he used to bring a little bit of food in there during game days because it you know those are long days you get there six hours before before the game and then the game's three hours and there another hour you know it's a 10 hour day so we started we just decided you know well bring a little food everybody everybody a little bit of food in and um you know we have the ball boys in there sometimes the chain crew come in there you know and various coaches and eventually it it swelled up to what it is today where we have I don't know, on, on a very good day, we probably have four or five crock pots. And, you know, we've acquired a hot dog roller. We've acquired a popcorn machine. And then we get the MVR graciously donates some food. But we probably have, a, you know, the very best days, almost two tables worth of food. You know, and it's ranging from pizza to pasta to chicken and dumplings to cookies and cakes and donuts and things like that. So, yeah, we have a... We usually have food left over after the game. It's really grown in the last four or five years. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. certain coaches, their wives make stuff, bring it in. Um, you know, some of the football coaches will stop in and grab a quick bite on the way to the <laughs> locker room, yeah. whether it's a cookie or a hot dog or whatever. But it's just, I think, I think we kind of started it the way we have it now. It's just, I mean, like Alvy said, the kids are there forever. And it's kind of a fun thing. I mean, it, you know, the kids either make something or buy something or bring whatever they got in their pantry. Hmm. But it's 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 kind of neat. It just, I don't know, it's just kind of a good morale thing. It's kind of a, you know, week from week, it's it's better or it's worse. Yeah. Some days, yeah, yeah some days we have a, two tables worth and some games it's a table. You know, it just depends upon what time of year it is, what time the game is. It's a fun thing for the kids. If you have something good that you bring in one time, you usually get pigeonholed and bring that every time. We had one yeah. student that he got stuck doing having his mom make banana cake every game. Yeah. Which was good. <laughs> yes. Even like you though, you you're required to bring M M&M and M peanut butter cookies. Oh, I'm so tired of making them too. I know, but they're <laughs> so good. And everybody eats them. I know. And then you know, they can't wait for the first cold game. Figure that so, yeah. chi- so they can get to, so I can bring some chicken and dumplings in. Yep. But yeah, it's even fun when, you know, we set up the griddle and kids make their own pancakes, bacon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We added a pizza oven this year. Yeah. Yep. Somebody brought in a pizza oven. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made, you can make your own pizzas. Yep. You have little little shells. You put whatever you want on it and stick it in and cook it up. Make your own pizza. Because yep. what there's on, there's about a 10-inch pizza. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Something small. Personal size. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've done. We've done pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you name it. You name it. We've probably had it. Yeah. Ray brings his jumbo lion. Oh yeah. Yeah. Marty makes his cheese sauce. 
Yeah. You know, Pax was a good one for making dishes. Buffalo chicken. And a lot of the equipment rooms in your guys' football conference has kind of, they've taken up and now they do that too. Yeah, Andy at Southern Illinois has done that. I know that for sure. But yeah, we always, and we always offered visiting team to come down and, you know, have their students eat with ours and some take up on it and some don't. I mean, but we always offer to them. So they're always more. It feels good when they come down and can enjoy, have a little break and, you know, because they're there almost as long as we are sometimes. So it's just like, yeah, might as well feed the, feed the other team too. The, the funny part is once they, the first time after they do come in, you know, two years later, they're coming back in. Yeah, they do remember it. You guys keep uh, the popcorn machine going <laughs> pretty pretty well permanently now. Everybody chips in on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The popcorn until until we got shut down by the coronavirus, it was pretty much a community popcorn machine. We'd have people come in at ten thirty in the morning. It's like, why isn't there popcorn yet? It's like it's ten thirty in the morning, but they don't care. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, we've had a little more than a year, and if we went through oh boy, six hundred pounds of popcorn at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, the very, very good days. We'll make four or five batches of it. Yep. Well, we're always making popcorn. So, you know, it's another one of our life skills we're teaching the kids. You know, in case everything don't work out for them, they can always go work at the carnival and make popcorn in the, in the concession stand. Because <laughs> that's what we do. We teach about life. <laughs> yes, we do. We prepare them for the future. Mm-hmm. Kids can fold. They can go to the mall and work. Yep. They could do laundry. They could... We're life teachers. Yep. We said we get we give kids life skills. Yes. <laughs> so how do you end up recruiting kids to work in the room? Word of mouth. Yeah, usually word of mouth. Brothers or sisters? Friends. Yeah. Friends. Friends of yeah. Or or um alumni. Yeah. Alumni's kids, alumni's friends. Yeah. I mean the one one girl that works now, she's the sister of a softball player. Another kid that works, he's the brother of a former equipment manager. You know, one was recommended by an old-time equipment guy. One is the son of somebody that Alvy knows. We got another kid starting next year that will be um, the daughter of a um, former former strength coach. Yes. That was the dumbest thing he ever did. I, I was like, he's letting, he's letting her work in the equipment room. <laughs> I think she'll be working for me. Oh, okay. Well, she's well, she she's a little safer then. Yes, but we do get those occasional kids that come in out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they hear about it, or they just think that they can. They know we exist, and they just come in. And I guess it all depends upon. It's hard to know what a kid is like in a matter of a ten minute talk, but. You have your hits, yeah. You know, you have your hits and you have your misses. Some kids work out, some kids don't. <laughs> I mean, this past year, we had two kids. One was one was suggested by a former student. Yeah. And he lasted three days. Yep. And then we had another one. He was the son of one somebody we use in the community to do some of our, some of our things, and he lasted about five days. So you think you got a good kid? And nope. Yeah. Can't handle the hours. Yeah. Oh, how do you guys uh, end up like training your kids? Because I mean, I've been I spend a lot of time in the equipment room, and I don't think I've ever actually seen you guys like almost like formally train a kid how to like do things. Do you kind of leave it up to the the older kids to kind of train the newer kids, or how does that work for you guys? With a chain and ball gag, 
That usually works best. Oh, my God. And a whip? Yes. <laughs> Alvy prefers a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. My world, it's not. My world's different, I think, than Alvy's world because he has a lot more parts, more equipment than than I do, I think, on an everyday basis. You know, my, my main thing is laundry. And I'll be honest with you, laundry, folding, organization is probably the biggest thing. I've been very fortunate. I had one kid work for us for, you know, six years, I think, almost. Well, six or ten, something like that. Yeah, something like that. It, it got to the point where he knew he was just like me. He knew exactly how I'd want it and how to how that you know I would want it done. So it wasn't very much training there. And then when you have a kid like that and you bring in new kids, he just trains them naturally just by showing them what to do and how to do it. I mean, laundry's not hard. It's just paying attention as far as what buttons to push and what you're doing. And and plus, I like the kids that I mean, I've got a girl right. I've got two girls right now that work for me along with one one guy. I let them run free with as far as how they organize it, you know, our different cabinets and stuff like that, just because they're the ones that are going to be in the cabinets the most. You know, I want them to use some of their skills or I want them to learn how to do it. It's just, it's just, you know, that way. Yeah. And plus what we do isn't rocket science. Exactly. You can generally just give them the right, lead them them the right direction and they'll figure it out. Yeah. True. How about, how about you, Alvy? How do you handle your kids whenever you get new ones in? He doesn't. Yep. He, yep. I know, right? He just ignores them. <laughs> he ignores everybody. He ignores me. I fondle you. Oh, you you wish that he ignored you more, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, really, I, I do like Tim and that let the other kids train him a little bit. Plus, you know, out in the field, they got to be trained by the... They, they got to know what the coaches that they're covering want, too. So, I mean, it's a little bit of they learn from their coaches that they work with, but they also learn from the other students, much like Tim's kids do. You know, we'll guide them a little bit and, and push them in the right direction. But, once again, it's not rocket science. But there's little things to make it easier and better for yourself. And so, you know, they just teach amongst themselves. And we just step in and make a little guidance every now and then. How about whenever uh, you were, like, a student manager, Alfie? You were, like, very shy and everything back then. Do you think the equipment room helped bring you out of your shell? He's still shy. I'm still shy. I'm a little flower on the tree. Wow. <laughs> no, the first first year I really didn't say anything, but it was a matter of just getting really comfortable. And really, that's the way it is with a lot of kids. Really, the first year, you don't hear a lot of it from the first, first year kids. Yeah. Because they're just... They're, they're, they're trying to figure everything out. Yep. It takes a while to warm up, and I was the same way, but, you know, shoot, once, probably some bit, some days they wish I was like that, too, still. Yes, we do. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it doesn't matter that it didn't help. It, it, it's just a matter, you know, just like anything, you get comfortable with a place, and so you, you, you can open up a little bit more. You definitely have to have thick skin in the Quimaroo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because everybody from us down gets made fun of, jabbed at. Yeah. I've definitely gotten thick skin over the years. Yeah. You know, you get it from coaches and, you know, other people in the department, you know, which makes it fun. Yeah. Because as soon as they find out something about you, you're dead. You are dead. Yeah. 
How about you, Tim? Did you uh, did you learn from the other student managers whenever you were you were training, or do you think you had more of like formal training back then? I didn't have any training, to be honest with you. When I was a I was a freshman, the kid who took care of football uh, graduated, so the coach was looking for some. They had nobody else; they just had one kid. So when they were, was looking for somebody, and they found and then they found me and asked me, I was it. I was the only person. I didn't have back then. There wasn't a full time equipment guy. It was just a student um, that did everything: did laundry, traveled with the team, set up for home games, locker room equipment. He just took me to the stadium, showed me the locker rooms and <laughs> the equipment room, and said, "Here you go." <laughs> I just yeah, I just learned everything on my own on the fly. I figured it out. <laughs> okay, well, uh, well, with that, I think I'm going to call an end to this episode. It's been a great having Tim with us. Thanks for joining us today, Tim. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yay! <laughs> uh, you uh, watching anything new on uh, Netflix right now? Nope. Right now? <clears throat> nope. I'm on season 10. Season 10. Season 10 of Supernatural. Are you then going to join the craze and watch Tiger King like the rest of the world? I already watched that. Oh, you already watched it. Yeah, I already watched that. It's super overrated, right? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Cheryl's cousin knows Carol because she lives down in Florida. She knows her. Wow. Does a lot lot of things with the Big Cat Society. So we kind of knew about it already, about the death threats and... All the other stuff that was kind of going on, but it's kind of a uh, doesn't make. I don't think it makes Carol look very good, but mm-hmm. and I thought it was going to be more about the big cat society, but I thought it was about a lot more about that wacko Joe or whatever his name is. <laughs> Joe Exotic, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, it it was just it was okay. It was just funny, funny to watch. Yeah, actually, uh. Or, you know, competing with this podcast, you know, competing with Issue Window right now. Actually, uh, Joe Exotic has his own, like, podcast now, so. Yeah, I can, o- I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, with that, everybody, I, I hope you stay safe and stay sane. And we'll uh, catch you back here at the Issue Window next time. Bye. See ya. Bye. See ya.